Hey, welcome to episode two of our unprofessional podcast called No Idea. Today I'm joined with Blair. Blair, say hi. Oh, um, hello. You're under arrest for tax fraud. Oh. And today we have a special guest. Her name is Karina, and she is one of my friends from San Diego. Oh. Just sent the invite. She'll be joining soon. Um. So yeah, Blair. Today we're gonna just keep it lightheaded. It's not gonna be too long of an episode. Okay. You know? So yeah. How was your day today? It was pretty okay, actually. What happened? And did nothing. That sounds fun. Today I was busy working on the house that I'm moving to. And um, it was pretty fun. Um, it was okay. All I really did was, I, I was really hoping to paint, but I didn't really get to. All I really did was just pick out some staples from the floor where the carpet was previously. But besides that, hmm. it was pretty fun. That's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. So, question. Mm-hmm. Who would win? A bunch of bones? Or a bunch Mm -hmm. of flesh? A bunch of bones. Are you sure? What is is flesh going to do? Flesh can't do anything but run away. But what can bone do without the flesh and the heart? Neither of them have vitality without one another. So, I guess neither... Okay. Um, personally, I feel like the flesh would win. They can just encapsulate all the bones. But that wouldn't really and... be hurting. That'd be like, you know how, like, venom? That'd be like a... Oh, oh, and there's our other guest, Karina. Hello, Karina. Hello, Tyler. Where are you here? Okay. So, Karina, we started off by asking who would win. Well, this might be a very offensive question to you and a person of your status at the moment. But um, our question was who would win, a bunch of bones or a bunch of flesh? Now, personally, I thought the flesh would win because um, they just go over the bones. And I know that you broke a bone recently. So I didn't really want to be, you know, too offensive. But yeah, I can't believe you would even ask. I'm just kidding. No, I'm joking. But fucking okay. Yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. The flesh would just go over the bones. Exactly. And then Blair's over here saying no, they, which doesn't make sense at all. I'm not saying they could. I'm just saying I don't think that'd be winning per se. Well, what is the bones going to do? Go over the flesh? No, you'd still see the flesh. I mean, but if you're asking which cuts which, which is obviously the bones, right? Mm, No. The the bones could? But, like... like, I don't think they would, would. It, it, It depends. Are the bones, like, 
physically harming themselves to harm the flesh? Or is the, fle- is the flesh like a big blob? Or what are we talking about here? The flesh, it's like, it's like if it was you, but someone took all the bones out of you. Uh, well, then there would be, well, so the bones are just the bones? And then yeah. the flesh is literally everything else except the bones. Yeah. Yeah, the flesh would win. Because you're still sentient, and the bone isn't. So basically, yeah. you've already won. Exactly. And then you can't, you can't like be sentient without all of your bones. Well, why can't they anyway, why can't they just become one and become a fully functional human being? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, like because... it's, it's like a venom type of thing because venom isn't venom without Eddie. Well, he, it is venom, but like it needs a host, right? So like, it's it's like it doesn't. It's like need if you're saying host. who would win, Eddie or Venom, and then like Venom just Pretty encapsulates sure venom would win. Eddie. That's not him winning. It's just he's becoming Eddie in a way, in a sense. No, I think, I think that Venom would just go into a person and just beat Eddie to death, like The Rock. I'm entirely sure he would just go inside of the rock and then just start beating the death out of just beat him to death. That would happen. I mean, but in it like I'm 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 going off of what you guys are saying about the flesh encapsulating the bones, you know? I feel you, I feel you. Okay, let's move on. So Karina, you're an artist. Oh, cool. Yes. What is, what is the one thing you're most proud of? Mm, good question. My collection of hentai. Oh. Okay. Okay. Honestly, no. I can't say no. the same because I don't have one. Um, Blair, it's I know okay. you it's have okay. an extensive one. Yeah, You'll get there. Blair, Blair has an extensive one. Um, it consists of every fictional character ever to live. Um, okay. Or not live, I'd say. But, you know, I've seen it. It's quite, it's quite enormous. Interesting, interesting. Blair, do you have anything to add on to this? Um, not at all. Blair, what's the one thing you're most proud of? Honestly, I've done literally nothing creative with my life. And sadly, the most, like, the thing that I'm most proud of, I have to say, is, like, a part of schoolwork. And that's really, I I feel like that's really fucked up, you know? I don't think it is. No, continue, continue. Because, you know, I I don't really have anything I'm too proud of, except for beating Persona 5. Oh. But go ahead. Um, it's basically a collection <laughs> of writing, um, from like a kind of dark time in my life. Now I'm not gonna say the darkest because like I don't even think I remember the darkest time in my life. But I mean, yeah. wouldn't it be now since you're black? Oh fuck, you're right. <laughs> All right, could continue, please. But yeah, it's just like. It's. I feel like. I feel like really good things come out of torment. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like um, I look back at it and I'm like, that's beautiful. But like, 
I don't ever want to go through that again because like if 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 I need if that's what I need to reach peak production then I just don't want to reach peak production I guess you know you know like I was making that exact thing yeah on our last set uh-huh. I was talking about um bullying you know even uh-huh. though bullying like bullying is a pressure to your coal that creates diamonds you know mm-hmm. it's like if I started oh, yeah, calling, touch on that. Yeah. Yeah. If I if I started talking mess to Karina right now and saying, Hey Karina, you're a dumb dumb doo doo head and your art sucks and I really hate how you draw I'm pretty sure Karina would go and be like, Okay, that really hurt my feelings. I'm gonna stop drawing. And then she stops and then ten years later she comes back and draws the biggest masterpiece of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah, she took like, that creative criticism and use it as a, use it as a, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I, I just take the negative energy and use it to build your way up to the top. Right, or just, or like some people, they do that. They take the negative energy and they use it like how um um me Gunner from Smash Ultimate, they're down B where they take energy and then they absorb it. Like any attack that comes at them, that's a projectile. They just absorb it and turn it into health. Mm-hmm. Or you can just be like Fox and reflect that negative energy. Now, depending on who, what you're playing, though, you might hate somebody you love. For instance, um, I've been playing with my friends pretty recently, and I accidentally, like somebody, I reflected something and I hit one of my friends, and we lost the entire match. And my friend got really mad at me, and now we are not on speaking terms. Whoa. So you know you got to be careful <laughs> with what happens with bullying in your life as well. You know you got to properly understand how to take the negative energy that you get. Yeah, because then there's like some people can take negative energy and turn it into a positive, and then some people take that negative energy and like beat themselves up with it until they like, I guess turn into something better right. which is like and a lot different from turning negatives into positives I feel like and then some people just take that energy and turn it into more negative energy and there's exactly. a specific person that I'd like to touch on and what I touch on I don't mean like um, the Roman the Roman priest or the, the, <laughs> the Pope the Pope the Pope of, that of course guy. not um yeah, we'll call her Jay at the moment. I don't want to hint any names because, again, one of our main rules is witch hunting, you know, because as soon yeah. as we start witch hunting, they already know your name, so they're going to they're gonna start complaining. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, Jay, a lot of, I'd say, what I'd guess, a lot of stuff happened at home, and she got a lot of... um. Like just things happening at home, and she had a lot of problems, and she put that onto her oh, yeah, friends. Definitely. Mm-hmm, definitely. And that's not cool, you know. That's just taking taking some negative energy, and turning into more, and then she caused the turmoil of a bunch of people. You know, Blair, as you previously stated, I don't want to get into personals, but you know, she she kind of hurt you, <laughs> right, by bringing up mm-hmm. things that happened in your past and using it negatively. You know? Yeah, exactly. And she hurt one of my dearest friends who actually, surprisingly, we didn't start out as friends. We, um, 
the person and I will call her T. Um, shout out to T, by the way. She knows who she is. Um, uh-huh. We didn't really start out as friends. We only became friends because of my girlfriend, which is crazy if you think about it. Mm. Or And also your brother, too. Like, um, Really? Yeah, like your brother. Because we were in the same homeroom during ninth grade. Oh, yeah. Um, me, T, and your brother and her boyfriend, her now ex-boyfriend. I thought you said... I thought you said it was only you, my brother, and E. No, it was her, too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was her. And so we That's just... Cool. Yeah, we didn't really... Um, after a certain point, we stopped talking to E. But, yeah. Anyway, Karina, what do you have to say about people taking negative energy and just turning it into more? Like a stock market of negativity of sorts. <laughs> personally negativity has like i would not be the same if it wasn't for all the negative people that i've encountered in my life so far because i am a freaking fetus but like there are it really it depends on the situation and it depends on the emotional strength of the individual right right well said I, I agree, you know. Yeah. Like, for instance, um, I do. I've experienced a lot of negative things in my life, and moving on a little bit, I have found a few ways to cope with said negative things. For instance, mm-hmm. um, basically there was this whole scandal. Me and my friends we decided to do something for fun, and run a research on pedophilia and pedophiles and how easy it is for kids to get preyed on on discord yes and you know karina already knows the ending of this story but blair you don't see i don't i saw some things that no man should ever see oh no you told me remember oh yeah i did yeah no that was those were absolutely horrible i couldn't report it to the fbi because if i did and I came in possession of having said thing to have as proof. If I came into possession with it, I'm entirely sure the FBI would be putting me under investigation. Mm. So I just decided to delete it and just forget about it, but not forget about it. Just, you know, it, it's just, there's a lot of things and there's a lot of negativity in the world. And sometimes there's a lot of new things that come up into in your life that you just can't get over. Like, for instance, that that instance right there, the things that I've seen, mm-hmm. I can't get over it. And no matter what I can try to cope with, say, oh, I got an F on a test, and now my parents are very angry at me, I can take that, you know? Oh, maybe my dad's disappointed. I can take that. But when it comes to the point where you see something that's very much illegal and very much dangerous and you know you can't do anything about it, it's that feeling of helplessness and also just overall uselessness that really messes you up, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, what do you guys have to say about that? Like, how, how do you guys cope with things that, like, get you, like, like, how do you guys cope with things and has there ever been a point where you just say, all right, this is too sad, you know? 
Um, well, me personally, um, I don't, I don't mean to be like the, you know, try to like, I guess, be entitled here, but, um, I'm a connoisseur of music, music, and I figure, I, I, I like learning about artists, so like, in a way that I can see how they relate to me, because I like to see them as people more than I do as you know, like commercial items. Mm-hmm. And um, I I listen to music a lot. And um, a lot of music taste has been built by my mom and my dad. So I like to, like, I guess take that with like a certain pride because I, I know that like, I guess I have roots to like the way that I listen to music and why I like music and stuff. And um, I this goes back to like, when I was like, a child because my brother he used to listen to like um he's gay by the way um that was a whole ordeal wait um, d is gay no not d oh, my okay. older brother oh, okay um okay. <laughs> and i grew up listening to like music that like i guess he would like and he the way that he coped so i guess i just kind of got that from him and i think that music is like a really nice way to like i guess take negatives and try to turn them in positives in a way. Right. Right. Karina? Um, I have nothing more to add. <laughs> Alright. I feel you. Um, <laughs> Alright. So with what I said and you know I also agree music is a very good very big way of helping yourself cope with things, you know, like personally, I just like to go listen to, um, I like go to one of my playlists and then I'll just listen to a radio, radio on it and try to see, Oh, Hey, like I discovered Steve Lacey, the internet. Um, just the, those are just a couple of names. I haven't really discovered anyone new, maybe like wildcat kind of, but not really. Um, I found out some more Kendrick Lamar songs. I didn't know some of my favorite artists had features on certain songs. Like, you guys know Radioactive, right? Yeah. yeah. You guys know that Kendrick Lamar had a feature on Radioactive? Really? He, right. I feel like I heard that somewhere. Yeah, he actually but does. I, I believe it. He does. It's, um, that's, like, if you look it up on um, Spotify, you'll see, like, it says Kendrick Lamar. And the part in it, it just makes the song entirely better. And honestly, that's, it's really sad because Radioactive is the one good song that Imagine Dragons has ever made. The and one? I don't know. The one. No, Believer's all right. Believer's not that bad. But those are some the only are... two. No. Well, I think some of them have a good sound, but like they don't mean anything. It's not even just the meaning. I just don't like them because it's just how it is. It's not good to me, you know? It's like... I feel. Like the new Kanye West album, all right? I like how it sounds. I like the meaning that he's putting behind it. Oh, I yeah. can't get behind the meaning, but I like it. I like what I like what he's trying to do, you know? But again, really... I... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying I can't really get behind, like, Christ and stuff like that. I'm not a Christian. I'm not a Catholic. I'm agnostic because, you know, I just can't really properly follow a religion 
it I'm not going to I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't add up with all the different religions. And so with Kanye West album, I don't really you know, I, I, I don't really want to follow the message, but I, I like the message that he's putting out. I like the changes that he's going through. He's trying to change himself for the better. I mm-hmm. noticed that. And since I'm a fan of his music, you know, I can't help but support him when he's making positive changes to himself. Maybe maybe it might mean his music quality is going bad because Graduation was the best album. But mm-hmm. it, it might be his music his music is going downwards, but you know, as long as his mental state is going up, I have nothing but love for him. Um, I have to disagree. Kanye's mental state, I don't, I don't know, man. Um, no, I know it's been low, but like with his new and him like finding Christ and stuff like that, I feel like it's going, it's getting better. You know, like I feel um, like... no, go you ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I feel like he and the Kardashians and the Denner clan or whatever the fuck, they're trying super hard to, like, put up a facade of his mental state getting better so that they can have another scandal or something go on with him. Because I don't know if you remember, but in, like, like 2017, I think that was, he was going to UCLA a bunch because, like, his mental state was just that bad that it was affecting his body. And, um... Yeah, they've just never done anything, I think, to, like, make that any better. So I feel like, I feel like they're giving Kanye the best medical care, the best things they can give him. But I feel like he's quite literally going absolutely bonkers. Like, and and it's showing in his music because you you can hear even in one line of one of his older songs more meaning than you can in his entire new album i feel like yeah i i i i feel that i get that karina how do you feel about kanye forgive me i have not listened to a single kanye song in my life don't worry about it i only know his existence from freaking keeping up with the kardashians to be honest I didn't know who the um, Kardashians were at all. And I didn't even learn from Kanye. Because I'm going to be real with you. I just started getting into Kanye like this year. Um, Kardashians, just heard of once. Like, my friends were saying, oh, hey, Tyler, you you look like you watch the Kardashians. I'm like, yeah, totally. And I didn't know who they were. That night I looked it up. He's like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then one time I'm talking to a close re- close relative and I'm saying, hey, why are the Kardashians famous? And then they're like, and then he says, well, their dad was a lawyer. But when you see the video, tell me, we'll talk about it. I'm like, what video? And then he's like, uh, you'll know when you see it. He's like, okay. Oh. I haven't seen the video, but I know exactly what he's talking about and I refuse to watch it. Um, Believe me, I've been searching. It's like, freaking falling off the grid i mean with um, good reason you know like with all that stuff yeah like that's their business not mine right. but then again it, they posted it for publicly for everybody to see so it's never truly gone mm-hmm. you know in our age it's just hard to find right but like in our age like there's nothing private anymore you know you post one thing and as soon as they find out you posted it boom you're done like honestly, 
if I was a super cybersecurity military man, I would track down a man in France who really likes writing non-con with um, bratty short girls, you know? <laughs> and that's an inside joke from Blair. I'm sorry. But... <laughs> can, can we talk about that? Yeah. Just moving on back <laughs> to the topic of pedophilia. Um, I feel like a lot of people <sighs> underestimate how bad pedophilia actually is in America. And I doubt that a lot of kids are being preyed upon at the moment, but at the same time, I don't. I think that there are a lot of kids being groomed right now, like this very moment. And I can't say you can de- you can go ahead and support any charities because I don't know any charities that actively work against pedophilia. Um, I do know charities that work for pedophilia, such as Catholicism. But, you know, it's just, it's a lot. Like, for instance, um, Karina and I were in this Discord server um, it was about art and writing and stuff like that. And there was a writing request. And this one guy, he asked, oh, hey, would anybody like to write with me? And Karina said, oh, yeah, sure. Um, I'll show you some of the characters that I had. And the guy said, okay, cool. You know, he's like, hey, do you guys, do you mind if it's NSFW? <laughs> and then Karina was like, okay. I'm not too keen like, about it. In all honesty, like I don't think that stuff is weird at the surface, but it gets better. It gets better. Right. Like, or worse. Well, better in the terms of story, but worse in the terms of the person. Yes. See, at the same time, the person and I, we'd been um, talking, and he'd been showing me a bunch of cool things about technology. And that's how I act like this was this only happened a few months ago. This is how I actually started coding. And now I know what I want to do. Penetration testing. Mm. Um, Like I hacked my PS3 with his help. And now I can download custom firmware whenever I'd like to. But mm. so I didn't know this was happening. But so Karina and this guy, they were talking and my other friend, Sebastian, who will be on in a later episode, I promise. He okay. was talking to the person as well, and they had a lot of beef. And oh. the guy said, like, Karina asked, oh, hey, what do you like to write? This is to my understanding. I don't exactly. I wasn't there. But I'm entirely sure, Karina. Well, Karina, you can explain. I, I don't exactly remember. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, what do you what do you want? to write because it was like a writing request thing and um (laughs) he 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 said so blatantly so without without caution it was like it was supposed to be normal like we were all supposed to be expected to be normal about this yeah he said he said I'm really into non-con. And the thing is, you know, I didn't know what non-con was. Um, I don't know and what non-con is either. So. No, it's, it's really simple. I didn't know what it was either, but it's very simple. Go ahead. Non-con stands for non-consensual. Oh, shit. Which, you know, has has a yeah. much more That's uh, uh, right. popular word. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> And I was like, what is that? And then, you know, S- Sebastian's like, that's not okay. And I'm like, what is going on? What is that? And then I look it up 
and poor me has to look up without being smart enough to use incognito tab non-con and i find out what it is and i'm like that's not okay but me being like you know not knowing what it is like two seconds earlier i was like what do i am i supposed to like intervene but so the the two dudes just decided to like you know duke it out in the discord server and then um the creepy dude that's in the non-con ends up leaving because he gets salty and he's like he can't defend his point anymore Mm -hmm. his point basically saying why it was okay to like non-con is because he's not acting on it but that's it's still morally wrong yeah definitely here's the thing here's the thing that wasn't his entire point. See, not only did he say, he, not only did he defend oh. non-con, he <laughs> defended, he defended child porn. Mm. <laughs> he said, and his this quote, his quote was, I enjoy writing non bratty girl. <laughs> and he also talked about being a lollicon. Mm. And if you guys, the viewers, if you guys don't know what lollicon means, it basically means you're into woman of a very short stature with minimum features, basically looking like a child. Now, being into short woman, cool, that's you. Go ahead. That's a preference. Um, Being into short woman with flat chest, okay, that's kind of weird. That's your thing, though. I'm not going to shame you. But when it's, when they sound like a kid, act like a kid do coloring books and all that. And, you know, that's the thing that, like, really gets you hyped up. I think there's going to be a very big problem. <laughs> that's pedophilia. Yeah. And he tried to, like, I'm entirely, I think I remember this. Well, it's either when I looked up non-con for myself or he just posted it in the chat. If I can find it, I'll show you guys. But he posted the picture and it had, like, the different levels of non-con. And it was really weird. And it was, like, oh, these anime characters. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't non con like one of like the final level was just completely non consensual, but the other ones were like, Oh, it's groping on the train, etc. stuff like that. He started using terminology that nobody else knew and he acted like he acted surprised that we didn't know. You know? <laughs> yeah, I get you. Like, oh, you guys you guys aren't into this? Like what? You guys yeah. are weird. Yeah, we're we're the weird ones. But like it gets so right. much worse because like this guy left the server. Uh-huh. Um then comes back and says, I won't king shame you if you don't king shame me. And we're like, We're not king shaming you. We're telling you That's... that you're doing something very bad. And then, you know, and more illegal. beef happens, he leaves again. And then after a while he hits me up in my DMs on Discord and I'm like, Hello? And I guess I should have provoked him. I should have made it clear that I was not interested. But I was, like, you know, uncomfortable in the situation. I didn't know what to do. And so he hits me up in my DMs, and he's like, hello. And I'm like, hello, back. And he's like, what you doing? And I'm like, nothing. You know, being very disinterested, but trying to be polite. Yeah. And yeah, he's like, um, cool. And I'm like, how about you, I guess? And he's like just and he says um thinking about the next topic for my next erotica and i'm like sir are you okay sir you're going to prison sir 
And then he kept, wanted to he, take a seat. He kept persistently like retexting me back, um, like, "Hey, whenever you you want to like do a one on one non con role play, oh I'm ready." Gosh. And I'm like, "I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not comfortable with that." And I ended up blocking him. So yeah, that's fair. yeah, and. All right, and that that was the good thing to do, and you know, it's just like people don't understand how dangerous pedophilia is. Now, if Karina, if you were any younger, and this happened, mm-hmm. um, this might have ended very differently because psychologically, children aren't as mentally composed as adults are obviously honestly i have been a victim of grooming before like i don't know if i should talk about that here i'm fine with talking about it but like i mean again if you want to go ahead go ahead yeah so basically um so like 10 years old Uh um and at the time um first getting into like um you know role play like for fun like um you know, just, like, getting into fandoms and wanting to be the characters, you mm-hmm. know, like, regular 10-year-olds. Yeah. And and so that's totally fine and normal. And then I am excited to meet people online on um, Amino, which has had multiple pedophiles before. Oh, yeah. um, and I meet this guy. Um, we'll call him W. So, W... Um, we we start talking about um hold your cringe but undertale and so so we're talking about undertale and then you know after a while we start dming each other and then you know i start to believe he's my friend he starts saying like all these like nice things to me and he's like oh you're so good at this oh you're so nice at that and i'm like okay cool these are normal friend things nothing alarming here um then he starts to get like really like attached and dare i say uwu with me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i was like okay cool now we're just best friends because you know i'm a 10 year old yeah you know you don't know what a best friend is (laughs) yeah and so you know i'm just like glad to have a friend and like at the same time when i was 10 um i was getting bullied pretty hard by this one girl and so you know it, it was just an inconvenient time to be groomed. Um, so that, so this, yeah, this guy is basically just like buttering me up. And then eventually over the summer, um, the, the server, yeah, the server that we're in dies. Uh-huh. Um, and so we're just talking through DM all the time now. And then he starts talking about his girlfriend and I'm like, oh, that's nice. He has a girlfriend. And, like, I developed, like, a sort of, like, crush on him because I didn't understand what that feeling was. Definitely. And so I was, I was, like, oh, cool. You know, I kind of like him because what does that feel like? And then he's, like, you know, um, my girlfriend has been, like, really neglecting me and all that. And, like, these are when the red flags started showing. Mm -hmm. It's, like, Uh my girlfriend's been neglecting me. And I don't know what to do. And, you know, me being 10, I want to help. I want to help in, in any way I can, but I don't know anything. And I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. Is there anything I can do to help? And then, yeah, he starts saying, like, some gross stuff. Um, 
never I never did anything like too stupid like I never sent nudes to myself or anything never gave personal information because I was taught right um he never asked for any of it but like he was just like he was like constantly pushing me to like sext essentially right and um eventually I just stopped talking to him um because I because I got grounded basically I got grounded for unrelated reasons but I basically couldn't talk to him anymore. And then um, when I finally got my phone back, he got mad at me for not being able to talk to him. And so I just cut him off completely. Right, as you should. Yeah. And so that's a good thing. I'm glad that I did. Mm -hmm. But just the fact that realizing later that that was not normal and that shouldn't have happened, it, it, it fucks you up. Yeah, definitely. Right. And I feel like all girls, like, I guess, not even just girls at this point, because people are weird. Um, but, like, everybody going into, inter- like, the internet period has, like, they don't give you a class on internet safety anymore. You know, they they don't do that. So it's like, how do you know when this stuff is happening if they think you're too sensitive to know, you know? Right. And it's a, that also ties in with the pedophilia thing. Because, you know, there's a lot of kids on the internet and there's a lot of kids under the age of nine. And so exactly. with, you know, like children mentally, as I was saying earlier, children mentally cannot... um they're not as mentally composed as other adults or other people, you know, they can't separate fiction from reality. That's why you try to make Dexter's laboratory under your room or under your bed. You know, that's why you try to drink chemical X from daddy's liquor cabinet when you were seven and you try to be one of the Powerpuff girls. Not that that happened. I'm just joking, but you know, (laughs) with pedophiles they prey on that very aspect you know you can't separate fiction from reality and since you can't do that you know next thing you know you're just going to be like oh my god this is that fairy tale wedding that i've always wanted this is the person i love so much and then it just ends up completely screwed up you know you're like oh my god this guy is so perfect for me Mm -hmm. no he's not you're a kid. He's like 80, dude. Chill out. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's a really dangerous thing. And I really hope that there is a possible way we can get that, you know, um, rectified in our community, in the internet overall, and just, you know, have a way to stop pedophilia from actually happening. Mm-hmm. Even though I wouldn't say there's no actual way to actually stop that. I'm, well, there is, but that would be getting into some Orwellian type stuff, you know, like 1984. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So you can't really do about it. And especially with YouTube going on and all the politics behind Twitch, all your favorite stars, there's a lot of people doing pedophilic things, you know? And it's crazy because you never know. And once you find out, you might be too late and you can't help anybody, you know? Yeah, and I also wanted to add that, like, if you ever have to get technical about something not being wrong or something not being the norm, chances are it's pretty wrong. And it's not normal. 
even if even if it isn't technically wrong, like even if you aren't breaking a law, it's morally it has to be wrong. There's no way for it not to be. You know, right? Like one of the most common things I hear all the time, it's like, okay, me and my friends, we're minors, but we still joke like, oh my god, this girl from let's say, um, shoot, somebody give me a show, like an anime. Um, my Hero Academia. No. Um, okay. So Samurai Champloo. I have that one. Let's just use my hero. Oh. So Okay, the frog girl is so cute, bruh. I I'd smash. Uh-huh. You know, like my friends will be talking about that sometimes, you know. Yeah. Boys doing boys things. It's just joking, you know? So mm-hmm. we'll just be joking around about that and it'll turn into Oh bruh, you're a pedophile. She's <laughs> underage. Like like yeah, we yeah. know we both we all are underage, but we're still just joking like this. It's like, well, technically in Japan, the age of consent is thirteen, which is sort of true, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's not. See, the age of consent may be thirteen, but the, I'm pretty sure they still have. I don't know the exact specifics, but I think they still have that three year thing where. Oh, know, the statute of limitations. I mean, not statute of limitations. Right. It's like. It's like a certain age gap that there can be. Like, like yeah, like three years. Uh-huh. Like in America, if you're 16, dating um a 19 year old, that's fine. Yeah. You know, and like that, so on and so forth. But if you're 15, dating an 18 year old, that 18 year old is going to prison, getting locked up, because that shouldn't happen. They know better, and uh-huh. especially if they're 18, they're over the age where you're supposed to be like in legal adult. But it's that three-year law that really separates things. And, you know, people that, and they think, like, oh, using, like, complaints like that, I mean, it's okay, which it really isn't. Um, moving on to a lighter topic, speaking of YouTube, have you guys heard about the Peace Corps controversy? I haven't. Karina? Uh, Karina? All right. Hello? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, have you heard about the Peace Corps thing? Oh no, I have not. Okay. So basically, um, a few YouTubers. One of my favorite YouTubers. His name is Optimus. Shout out to him, even though his following is bigger than us. Basically, Optimus had Optimus and a few other YouTubers had come across this thing in the HTML coding of YouTube, and essentially. It's something called the Peace Four, which determines how friendly you are to advertisers and whatnot. So basically what this means is that YouTube ranks everybody. And like when they released a video about it a long time ago on Google Advertisements, it was completely different than what it is now. Because what it is now, like they are throttling certain people's content like let's say I don't know if this is true but like Liza Koshi all the time on trending even though nobody talks about it you know yeah I never got into her I don't understand how people like her so much you know I mean her jokes they always fall flat but it's just like they're not that bad you know like she'll keep trying and that's what I like about her. but this other lady um, like Lele Pons or Lily oh. Lily Singh I don't like Both her. of them aren't funny, but they keep trying too hard. Yeah. And next thing you know, it just turns into something else. Uh-huh. 
And I'm pretty sure those people, they're throttled and they're put into the front page, which should not be happening whatsoever. You know, yeah, the content is being put. And really, we all know trending is rigged, you know? Yeah, like, definitely. I didn't even hear any conspiracies about this until, like, I learned, I, I figured it out myself when I'm seeing all this stuff that I don't want to see. And then, you guys remember that whole controversy with um, iDubs, right? Nah. Well, iDubs and, um, drama, so. well, basically, iDubs made a video called Asian Jake Paul calling out rice gum. Oh, and, yeah, um, yeah, okay. Yeah, that video got millions of views. Like, it got hella views. And I'm like, why isn't this on trending? This is getting a lot of views. And then I realized, oh, yeah, that's the same reason why, like, nobody, unless they're certain people, get onto YouTube, you know? Mm-hmm. So now your P score pretty much determines where you are on the YouTube thing, if you can get money, et cetera, how much money you would get. And so I, I just want to know how you guys feel about this. Because personally, you know, like, and this is something to consider. This is something YouTube hasn't told people. This is something they have to find out. So if YouTube told you, all right, everybody has a certain score that determines where you can have X, Y, and Z. This is fine. You can get the monetize but you can't so they're keeping this stuff secret uh-huh. so i want to know your guys's opinion on this um i feel like youtube is a pretty like corrupt thing as it is because like there's nothing like it so they can pretty much do whatever they want because like there's no set rules and regulations for sites that are like it so i feel like i feel like everybody knew youtube was going to be corrupt from the beginning but this is just like it's just every year there's more criticism toward YouTube and it's like every year they're doing some more stuff where you're just like, Whoa, why would they do that? Like it's so stupid, you know? Right. It's like Twitch too. Like Twitch protects for some reason. And well, I, I, I get it, you know, there's a lot of women out there. They're trying to be creative content trying to be content creators, and then they're just deemed, oh, she's a thought. You know, that's not fair all the time. But certain yeah. times, it actually is when they're actually being thought. They're, they're, they're looking for that off. type of attention. Right. Like, they're literally stealing views from other people. Exactly. But Karina. Yes. How do you feel about the um, whole Peace Corps thing? It's, it's just, it's really ridiculous. It, I, I don't like how there's, there's too much power in the hands of one group of people. Right. It's, it's just, it's too much. It's like, it's it's affecting other people that use that the platform. And the fact that the things that get on trending are so, like, are usually, usually pretty, like, they lack substance most of the time. It's it's concerning. It's concerning. Like, why? What What is their motive? What is their motive in terms of um, filtering stuff this way? Right. Like, again, yeah. I understand. They're trying to do it for, okay, you aren't advertiser-friendly, and you aren't family-friendly, so they're just, like, saying, okay, you wouldn't really get this stuff and again if they were more 
transparent with this stuff, then it would be perfectly fine, you know? But then again, the advertisers don't actually care, you know? Like, the advertisers, why don't they speak up about who they want to advertise? For instance, um, I remember reading a New York Times post, or not New York's Times, it might have been, but there were these people, and they were talking about how um, the advertisement things have been getting out of control, and how YouTube needs to fix their advertisements, which it didn't, because at this time, they were stating that, okay, there was this racist video, and I remember watching Moon Man, it was a Moon Man video, I think, and um, okay. and you guys know Moon Man, right? Isn't that the dude in um... I have a vague idea of who you're talking about. Yeah, Moon Man is just like this racist, um, like internet character. I guess it's kind of like how they make out Pee Pee or Pepe the frog. Pepe? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sorry, I said Pee Pee. I know I'm gonna get Pee-pee. a lot of hate, but um, it's kind of like how people make Pepe out to be. But this is actually who it was. So Moon Man, like racist, and he had that song. So I hate N words. I hate Jews. I hate and Arabs too. And stuff oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, I know you're talking and about So the person, they claimed, okay, this had advertisements on it. And the creator of the video came out and said, that's not true at all. That was not true. I did not have any advertisements on this video. And no advertisers did anything about that. You know, I feel like if advertisers cared more mm-hmm. and talked about it, I think everybody would be able to come to a better understanding as to what you know, we'd be able to do. Education and honesty. Right. Right. Because, like, they're just doing some underhanded tactics, like rating everybody without telling them. Pretty sure you, you, you just can't do that. It's like having an online leaderboard in a fighting game and then not showing people their scores and then inviting them to, like, a tournament and saying, oh, you guys are the best or just the same people coming to the same tournament. That's how it is in fighting games, but that's not because we have secret scores. We know who's good and we know who's not good. You know, we'll see certain mm. players from Japan. I know a gazillion players who can beat Sonic Fox from Japan, except he still holds the tournament as the best game player, like the best fighting game player of um, Dragon Ball Fighters. Yet I see people all the time who are way better than him that just can't make it to Evo. You know, we know there are people better. But there isn't any, like, proof. Like, in this case, there is proof. But at the same time, in YouTube's case, if they just have the same people showing up on create or trending, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. there's no reason for me to start a YouTube channel now. There's no reason, you know? Yeah. It's like unless I'm showing a few videos to a couple of friends just to mess around, you know, there's no reason for me to make anything at all. There's no motivation at all nothing and it sucks because youtube is a -a one-of-a-kind site so they can basically do whatever they want because there's been no like real like set rules for sites like it you know right so it it holds a lot of power and like just how popular youtube is like i've grown up with youtube i've been watching youtube since i was literally a baby so like i i know what's up you know like i've been on this site forever so they have they hold that power over people and it's like 
they don't really have any rules. They can literally do whatever they want until their biggest like content creators start speaking up about it, you know? Right. Because, again, as you said, there's nothing really like YouTube. It's just the whole um, YouTube itself is like a one-of-a-kind thing, but at one point it was perfect. But at mm. another point, it just turned into having a bunch of money. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, like, Google, they bought YouTube out. (sighs) And, you know, after they bought YouTube out, everything just went to crap, you know? No more, everybody just wanted money. Anybody who had actual passion would never really go far places, you know? And then YouTube turned into a place of extreme moderation, which actually made a lot of people just say, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. Exactly. And I feel like, okay, deleting certain content, that would be fine. But deleting archives, that's, you can't delete the archives of different people. Such as, um, mm-hmm. like, they offer a very, into, like, um, how do I put this? They offer a good insight into people's certain mental states. Like, this is a darker topic. So, again, a trigger warning. But have you ever, have you guys ever heard of Ember Ghost Squad? I haven't. Karina. Karina. Oh my God! Hello. All right. Yeah. Okay. Now we can hear you. I'm sorry. Say that again. Ember Ghost Squad. Yeah. Did that have something to do with Danny Phantom? Yes. I've <laughs> I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. Well. There was this guy, and this was before trans people really became normalized in society. Like, this mm-hmm. was, I want to say, back near 2010, I want to say. 2008, 2010. Um, I didn't watch this, personally, at the time of it becoming, um, like, a whole thing. But, you know, later on, I got more interested. Like, right now, I'm, I'm getting more interested in true crime and morbid things. I wanted, I'm really interested in psychology and criminal psychology. I yeah. want to see what makes them tick. So there was this young man. I forgot his name. And one day he carried out something that happened. Like, and it was, he shot up his place, his occupation. It was a grocery store. And I want to say Texas. I don't know. Um, mm. And he felt like a woman in another man's he felt like a woman in a man's body as if he was trans but he he wasn't like sexually attracted to men and so he felt like a lot of criticism there was a lot of people who said oh yeah we'll collaborate with you but they didn't and you know he had a whole manifesto video of him shooting his classmates x y and z all that stuff and again taking his channel off of youtube was the right thing to do I perf- I personally agree with that. But when you have archives of this stuff happening, you know, you can't say, okay, we're going to ban the person who are making these archives. Because the archives aren't tribute videos of any sort. The archives are basically to show this person's, like, legacy. They're showing, okay, this is what they used to post before and after. This is what happened. It's you know? like marking a point in history. Right. Like, 
they make sure you know they're not like glorifying murder. They're not saying, oh, you guys should go ahead and carry out the Ember Ghost Squad's final mission. They're not saying that. They're just saying, guys, this is what happened. If you want, if you want to know more about it, because there aren't, because I know you guys don't want to read a whole document that he wrote or his whole script. So here's the video that he made. Mm-hmm. And again, you can't have a whole timeline of YouTube's history itself without bringing up some of the dark things that have happened in the past. For instance, yeah. another YouTuber named Mr. Anime, he killed his family. Um, You guys might have heard of him. He was one of the more famous people. But yes, Mr. Anime, he shot up his own home. He was really into guns and that it was absolutely horrible and you know there was a lot of horror youtubers and they covered that topic and different topics just like it and they are also one of the most like hunted like communities because they don't get really a chance to shine and yeah, the horror like the horror youtube community is actually surprisingly one of the most family like not family friendly but like they're close together like they're all they welcome each other like, um, blame it on George. I guess you could consider him uh, a, a horror YouTuber, but he's not really. Um, he's collaborated with many other horror YouTubers. Rainbot, he, she collaborated with, like, Nightmind, I think, who's also another big horror and mystery YouTuber. So I think you should also, like, really get into stuff like this. And you should support them because they, they are one of the most they're one of the minorities of the YouTube communities. You know, you. surprisingly, children aren't. YouTube wants to focus on 18. Well, they want to focus on um, under 18 content and being family friendly. But that's not what it is if they have those whole. Um, okay, guys, check this out. This is a. Um, this is 18 and up, so you guys can't watch this. You shouldn't demonetize things that are 18 and up. You, mm-hmm. If you want it not to be on your content, like if you don't want it to be on your platform, then just strictly say, go to another site. This isn't for you. Instead of just shadow ban it and don't give us a reason why. And then allow some things, but they don't allow it at the same time. You know? And then this starts up the com- um, I don't know if you heard about um, YouTube. They've been like p- uh, taking a lot of creators off of. Um, regular YouTube and putting them on YouTube kids, even though their content isn't like necessarily for kids for everyone. Right. Like um there's there's a community um of people who I don't know if you know this, but they actually um take dolls apart and they recreate them and they turn them into models of like people, um like movie oh, yeah. characters and things yeah, like that. Yeah. So it's like and they're taking them off of regular YouTube and then putting them on YouTube Kids, even though their content isn't necessarily just for kids, you know. So it's like it's like YouTube is just a really fucked up place sometimes, you know. I feel like if they really wanted to, they could be smarter with having actual people moderate the site, you know, regular people. Just like I don't know how to explain it. Like um, it just needs to be a more it's like a big business so all the people on the site are like just pawns they don't care about the community they don't care about anyone on the site really right okay so moving past that 
Um, here. Just try to think of something more lighthearted. Well, okay. This isn't more lighthearted per se, but this is this isn't as dark. Um, this one I want Karina's opinion first on. Karina, how do you feel about all the different sub communities that have been inspired inside of um inside of Tumblr and kind of Reddit, but mostly Tumblr. You know, such as like um shoplifting. Mm. That's a big thing. Um, pedophile stands. I try not to use the word stands in my actual vocabulary, only in text. But yes, there are people who, not just pedophile, but murderers too. Like Ted Bundy. He's a pretty cute guy. But then you just. Oh, like, yes. The true, the quote unquote yeah, true crime community. That's not true crime. The only thing criminal is your attraction. And also, <laughs> even universe. So go ahead. Give, give me your opinion. The only thing criminal is your attraction. Okay, anyway. Um, Tumblr has ruined a lot of things. Let's it the TLDR of what I'm about to say is Tumblr has ruined a lot of perfectly fine things. Um true crime community. Um I have no re- well, okay. So I totally agree with you. True crime is f- interesting as hell. Like I I I downloaded this this app called Murder Minute and it talks about these like somewhat famous but not like super not always like super famous murderers um serial killers cannibals stuff like that um and it's just like every day it just gives me a new story and i read it and i like eat that shit up because you know it's great it's interesting i want to know what their motives were and like what drove them to do this but then we have people um fetishizing Dylan and Eric from the freaking Columbine shooting and right. terrible yeah. people. It's 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 terrible. Um, and like, I wish that um, teenage girls on Tumblr, uh, trademark not all of them, of course, but like you know a specific breed of them would understand that it's not cute to pretend that you are mentally insane like it's it's not it's not an aesthetic and it's not cute to, right to try to be harley quinn like, yeah exactly like um like being depressed and anxious and like not it's anxious, not just a trend anxiety it sucks and people have to live with it and self-deprecating humor is a coping mechanism not a an aesthetic I mean, like, you can be self-deprecating, of course, and not be, like, clinically depressed, but when people do it purely for the sake of seeking attention or being cool, it is disgusting. Right. Exactly. Because it's like, Tumblr is a very weird place. Like, they got taken down off of Apple for having child pornography, which I doubt they stopped because the... (laughs) The staff of Tumblr is so progressive that they allow everything because it's perfectly fine. And they're trying to pass as a sexuality now, which is really weird. But Tumblr is like a cesspool of degeneracy because you have not only the true crime fandom just saying, oh, my God, I wish I was upon the stars with Derek and Eric. Yeah, Dylan Harris and Eric Clubholder. I forgot their names. 
And then they and then there's other people like, oh hey guys, let's shoplift. You know, let's go ahead, let's let's take some diapers out of Walmart. And the strangest thing is that I haven't even heard of those. What the hell? You haven't? No, it's crazy. Like, okay, um Reddit had this community too called R slash shoplifting. And surprisingly enough, they had a code of honor. Don't steal from small stores, only steal from chains. And you know, that's honorable. There's nothing honorable in stealing. But, like, I, I understand. Yeah. You know, I, I get what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And, I, I see their motive. Right. Like, they're stealing from the bigger stores because, you know, they can easily It's like a Robin Hood replace it. complex right. sort of thing. Yes, sort of, but not really, because they're not giving yeah. it to anybody. They're not themselves. giving it to anyone. They're just doing it to prove a weak point. Right. So there's a shoplifting guys, and they, I don't think they've been banned at all. Then you got um, the fat people. And when I say the fat people, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being fat, because there isn't, all right? People come in different shape, shapes and sizes, but there is a difference between being fat and morbidly obese. And the people mm-hmm. on Tumblr, they take it a little bit too literally. And they, whenever somebody says, oh, hey, um, you should work out. You're morbidly like somebody will make a post, say they'll be like, "Oh, hey guys, I'm morbidly obese, and I'm I, I really don't know anything about working out." Somebody from Tumblr is gonna be like, "Oh, you know what? You don't need to work out. You are beautiful just as you are." And, fat acceptance. Yeah, fat acceptance. And again, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with being fat. You know, some people they might not be able to lose the weight because it just it's just them. You know, yeah, like that's fine. But if you're if it's to the point where it's hindering your everyday ability, if it's affecting you in a negative way, you got to do something about it. You got to do something about it. And they're basically just turning a blind eye saying, no, this is beauty. No, it's not. I know beauty is subjective. I know there are some chubby chases out there. But this is actually like you're inspiring somebody to harm themselves and that's not okay. Yeah. You know, that's just that's kind of a jerk move. And what a lot of people um, don't understand is that um there there are there are forms of body dysmorphia where you feel that you need to be bigger and there are forms of like eating disorders where you actually like gorge yourself eating. So an eating disorder doesn't necessarily have to be you're trying to make yourself skinnier. Or yeah. you're trying to not eat because like, you want to stay skinny. You come in all shapes and sizes. You could like starve yourself one day and then like like freaking eat an, a mountain of food the next day because you want to be a certain size. It doesn't really. It, it it's it's different, you know. And a lot of people think it's only oh yeah, you can only be anorexic and you can only want to try to you know be skinnier, and that's not the case. Right. But then they have not only, like, the fat acceptance and the shoplifting and stuff like that. They just fundamentally have this weird mom mentality with them. Like, for instance, have you guys ever heard of the great Steven Universe Sabotage? No. No. Well, you are in for a wild ride. I'll paraphrase. (laughs) But it's a very... From this man called Internet and one of my favorite YouTubers ever. I'm pretty sure it was from him. But 
It might not be. So basically, the Great Steven Universe sabotage is when one of the biggest um, communities on the internet, 4chan, they said, hey, what if we make the Steven Universe fandom like mad right now? Mm. And so what they did was they essentially they took fan art and they re-edited it so it would be like white people with blonde hair. And oh, like I never mind. I, of this. Oh, you mean like, I know what you mean. It's like it's like the coding of each character and then they made it into like a real person, I guess. No, it's like no, they turned they took every character and they colored them differently. Into being semi-racist, right? Okay. So, after this, they started getting tons of hate, tons of reports, tons of downvotes or whatever. And so many people, they were just like, oh my god, stop it. This is, you're literally stealing fan art. And then, 4chan, they came up with another idea. They said, hey, what if we take a picture, like, and then we posted there saying, I'm a black woman of color. So this one guy with glasses and a wig said, oh, look, I'm a black trans woman of color. And I just re-edited this fan art just to see um, this is cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that I caused so much hate and anger. And everybody from Tumblr just apologized and said, oh, it's perfectly fine. I thought you were just some racist guy, which wow. illustrates the biggest problem. You know, mm-hmm. it's like. If you're that accepting of one person, how come you can't be accepting of the next? Like, you don't know if that person's racist. But then, again, there's also that thing where there's like, oh, no minority is racist. There's yeah, no such like, thing as a minority. There's a, thing as, there's a such thing as an underprivileged person, but you can't, like, there's no such thing as minority anymore because it, in technical terms, we are the majority. There's more of us than there are to like, call the Caucasian white people like there's there's more so you can't say that we're a minority anymore right and again it's just it's it's crazy you're they're essentially saying okay we want equal we want equality so we're going to shun this certain group of person that has been in the limelight for so long instead why don't you share the limelight with that person like I remember seeing this post, and the post said, don't quote Martin Luther King Jr. quotes if you're white. Don't quote Martin Luther King Jr. white. And then... You can support what? Yeah, but here's the thing. Martin Luther King Jr. talked about white people in one of the most endearing ways I've ever seen a black activist talk about white people. Exactly. He He said, okay, we need to sit at the table of brotherhood instead of cause you know, like ruckus upon ourselves. You know, we need to be friends with our white brothers instead of hate them for what they've done to us. And we want them to do the same. Because if we hate them, that just gives them another reason to hate us. You know, we need to stop all of the hate. That's based, that's that's essentially his message. Mm -hmm. But Tumblr, they think they're trying to get a weird shape of the world like to be created and nobody's falling for it you know maybe the media might be falling for it a little bit but then again the media is on their own weird thing they obsess about the strangest things like again fortnite i know i understand fortnite is actually pretty bad the game itself isn't fundamentally wrong i in fact i enjoy it a lot when i play with friends 
But mm-hmm. again, this is on rare occasions. However, I don't enjoy the fact that Fortnite has free to play elements. And again, it's cosmetics. So actually, I'm fine with that. But when it helps you in the game, I don't like it. And I don't like it personally because it's affected my little brother in a very big way. He spends free game, which I touched upon last episode. And mm. it makes me mad. That's an oxymoron, you know? It's just not it's okay. You know? So, you know, you can't really have... You, you can't have that. That's just not okay. And the media, they just talk about that like it's God's greatest... Like, God's... Talk about it like the Black Plague was talked about for centuries. Mm-hmm. And they're just giving it more popularity. They're giving it more plays. They're giving it more clicks, more views. That's why they're the richest people. That's why they're not going to stop. Exactly. So, Karina. Yes. Let's move on to a different thing. I want to ask you, in the future, what are your creative endeavors? What do you want to do with all this art that you've been making so far? You know? Oh, boy. Okay. So... Like like most teenagers, I suck at commitment, and so I have, like, multiple projects going on at the same time, in a way. Mm-hmm. And so I have a project called Venados, which is derived from the, from the words Venus and Venados. Um basically you can kind of decipher that you know um love and death basically um and so that one so it's like a story the the that story is specifically supposed to be um it's supposed to be a graphic novel but i'm just writing it out first it's in the very very early stages of development but it's about of of this is a very ambitious story, but like it's post apocalyptic Canada where <laughs> it takes place in Canada, but it's post apocalyptic world, and it's in a world where you know money is almost money is still relevant, but people are hoarding it in like large amounts now. Because um, humanity is so caught up in paper money. Mm-hmm. So people are trying to find jobs. And this one man comes up with the idea of the one thing that will never, like, fall out, out of demand is, you know, sex, basically. What the? So. Right. It won't. He, You're not wrong. It won't. It never will. Because it's a, nat- it's a natural human tendency. So he starts a brothel, basically. And um, he wants to keep as much money as possible because that's that's the source of power. Even in post-apocalypse, paper is powerful, that type of paper. So he goes to unfortunate poor families that cannot, like, keep their children, um, usually, you know, young girls. And he takes them. And instead of selling them off right off the bat, he raises them up to a certain age, to sexual maturity, um, which would be, like you know, 12, 14, depends. Um, 
And then once they reach that age, he sells them off and plays it off as them paying him back for his hospitality. Right. Hmm. So I, I understand. Like, you, you, you feel? Yeah, I feel you. Because it's like, it, it's more of a gritty story, I, I imagine, you know? Yeah, it is, definitely. Topic. Right. Um, that That's really interesting. Honestly, I, I want to, you know, I've heard a little bit about this, but I, I haven't really gotten too deep into it. I want to get more insight into it. It seems extremely, extremely interesting. Um, Thank you. Any, anything else? Um, then there, there's this other story. I'm just going to gloss over it because it's incredibly hard to explain in words without making like a, a pie chart, a, a line graph and a climatogram so um it's basically imagine the bible Mm -hmm. except rewritten to be a slightly different story where instead of god being an all-knowing like amazing being his only like ability is to create sentient beings and he cannot and he can plant a purpose in their mind, but he cannot control them ultimately what they do. So it's basically the Bible, but God is not all powerful. He's just a creator, essentially. Right. And then I have the icon. I don't know. Should we get into that? Sure. Go ahead. Uh, You're going to have to explain some of it, though. So, um... I'm working on with with Tyler um, a story called Icon, where the characters have a yeah. You take it from here. <laughs> All right. So basically, each character has like like depending on how they'll be throughout their life, um, a character will have a certain color. One of four colors assigned to them. Um, those colors being red, yellow, and green, you know? Yeah. So, each different, like, color depends on, again, you'll be throughout life, and then what kind of power you have. Everybody has a color, you know, it's Destiny's way of marking what role you'll be playing throughout your life, and they get ability there's four types so red basically it you'll tend to be aggressive you'll be like dangerous and extrovert an extroverted person with more dangerous tendencies um you can summon things you know like um maybe i'll summon a few knives maybe i'll summon a sword maybe i'll summon a tiger you know it just on you um blue it's basically kinetic powers they're more analytic. So, for instance, um, telekinesis, electrokinesis at the end of it, or okay. it can be used with the term kinetic. Um, you know, green. Green basically means you're just the average person. Um, you want to help people out, but you're also going to be doing things that you would like to do. You'll basically be transforming. Um, 
so when I say transforming, it's really just a broad term. For instance, perhaps you you're in a fight with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And in said fight, you transform into a being that has you know oak covered over their skin or stone, or maybe you'll transform taller or smaller. Again, it depends on your person. And then yellow, the final one, that one basically just essentially means you're more gentle, you're nice, and you have, you know, movement-based abilities. So maybe I want to walk on the walls, maybe I want to walk on the ceiling, maybe I could teleport, or maybe I'll just have Ultra Instinct from Dragon Ball Super, you know? Those are... (laughs) You know, those are just the only ones that we have written out. And that's pretty much it. Okay, that's cool. I like it. But yeah, I, we were using that as a um, basis for a whole universe. And then I was also working with my friend Brenda from King mm-hmm. Drew. We were also working on our own comic book based oh, on that stuff, too. Oh, that's the comic you guys are drawing? Yeah, we're working on that as well. Yeah, she keeps showing it to me in sixth period, and I was, like, wondering. Huh, because she never shows me. I'm going to call the police. No, I'm just playing. No, she does. Um, uh. Yeah, so we're working on that. Again, I, Karina and I thought of it. It was a really good idea. We thought, and you know, glad to hear some feedback. But, yeah, we decided to use it because, you know, it, it makes sense. Yeah. It's robust. It's It's fine. And, you know... A few things have been done like it, but nothing too. Yeah, you know, definitely big, right? Because it's giving me like Avatar: The Last Airbender, um, X, like um, Divergent vibes in a way. Right, the, like it was inspired from Avatar, pretty much, but um, oh, yeah. not from Divergent. I, I I've never seen Divergent. Divergent is great. You, you well, well, you can read the books or um, watch the movie. If you want to just get it over with, watch the movie. But, like, it's it's basically everything you just described. But instead of, like, you being bred from that, you pick a faction. But, like, Divergent... Okay, so it's, like, you can pick a faction, and that faction, it, it's, like, a certain personality. So, like, um, I know that Dauntless is, like, um, the, peop- the military, the people who, like, fight and stuff. And then, like, uh, there's one... They're the people who tell the truth. Then there's one for the people who are like super smart. Then there's one for the people who are like super humanitarian. And then it's like it's like um there's there's different there's four factions. I think that those were the four. Um Yeah, isn't like the main character like is doesn't she have like all of them though? Or something? She has like three of them. I'm not sure all of them. But it's like the 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 like the title divergent it means that you diverge from all paths but you know like you're not you're not fit for one faction and the entire experiment of like okay so they're in chicago it's post-apocalyptic uh, post-apocalyptic chicago and the, the all of it is an experiment and the product of that experiment will be divergence but people in the experiment don't understand that. They think that they need to kill all the divergents because, like, you know, they, they're, like, not fitting a mold. They're not serving a purpose. It's it's kind of right. cool. Yeah. Um, no, I saw a little bit of one of the movies, and the CGI was really horrible, so I just didn't oh, yeah. it again. Like, it looked like it was still being edited. Uh, <laughs> 
you know. But no, that that I might actually just pick up the books. I like to take my time with things. That's why I I don't really have the patience for most anime. Mm-hmm. Um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure really pushed it for me. Like JoJo is great. Way, I don't care what anyone says. No, like what part are you on? I'm on part two. Okay. This is a hot take, but part three is the worst. Again. It's really? Yeah, personally, in my opinion, part three is the worst. Part one is like the third best overall. And I've read the manga. I'm going to wait till part eight is finished, but I read most of it. <laughs> but yeah, part part three, it's just filler. Because you see, like, they set out to fight the main villain. And then they just show off every new stand that tries to stop them, even though all they have to do is just take a flight to Egypt to find the main man, to find the bad guy, mm. you know. And it again, yeah, I, I understand why because they just introduced a new concept in the story. But at the same Which time, yeah. But at the same time, like they can't, like they just—that's the only thing they show, which gets annoying at a point. I get you. But um, Blair, what projects are you working on? Like, what what do you want to do later on down the road in life? Honestly, this is gonna sound like really like weird, because I know I've told a lot of people, and they're just like, "What you?" But um, I want to go into journalism and possibly become like stay on a certain news channel. Mm-hmm. You know. Because I like media, and I feel like I feel like media is really screwed up, and I'd like to contribute to the better part of media, right? And keep people informed. Not try to not try to put my opinions out there, but keep people informed about because the media is really swayed at this point. Like the media is over either overly liberal or overly conservative, and like I feel personally that I'm not either. I'm like I have my own ideas about certain topics. And I'm not predominantly liberal, and I'm not predominantly conservative. So I feel like I could contribute in a way to. Um, I don't want to do anything about celebrities, but it, you know, like important stuff. All right, I feel you. Yeah, it's like screw entertainment news. Yeah, exactly. Because again, media, a lot of like solo journalists and stuff, they do the best work. You, know, exactly. you can't really trust the news nowadays. So it's up to certain people to just take it into their hands and report on the things that we want to know about, you know? Exactly. Like, again, big media, they always want it for the money and anything that interests them, it does, like, you have to catch the viewer's mind in this as well, you know? Mm-hmm. You gotta definitely, um, again, you gotta think about the, think about everybody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it's really important, like, let's say, a new death, like, maybe the president of Venezuela died, you report on that, that's important news, right? Yeah, exactly. But if you're reporting on, like, oh, a spike in Kim Kardashian porn searches, like, that's not important. Exactly. For and instance, I also feel like... Ju- right. Go ahead. Oh, no. oh, okay. So I feel like Americans, we're very sheltered, like... If you there's so many like videos of Americans not knowing where different countries are in Europe or 
different countries are period i've seen one where like half of the americans that they asked didn't know where mexico was and i'm like it's it's like we're so sheltered because we have this mindset of oh yeah america is the best and america is the country that i'm going to stay in forever and i can travel to these other places but those are just tourist spots because i just need to stay here you know and it's like we don't know anything about anywhere else and everybody else knows a second language and they're just better than us you know well not better than us but like they're they're better equipped than us and i feel like it's 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 all a part of like some type of not experiment but i feel like i feel like they try to make it this way because it's better for it just keeps us all i guess trapped in the same place Right. So I feel like Americans, we need to be more knowledgeable of ourselves and of people around us. I completely understand. Again, there's a lot of big, there's a lot of things. Like, American, the first world country. Mm-hmm. One of the only first can be any more disconnected from the rest of the world. Exactly. Like, we have identity politics. Well, kids in Africa are in war. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. Like we are arguing about gender when people, like children, are literally getting kidnapped or taken or put into gangs in other countries. And exactly. the only thing we can do is support here. This country wants your money so they can help them over there, even though they aren't going to help in at all. Mm-hmm. They're just taking your money, but you you're you think you're helping? You think that? You know, since you had good intentions, God's gonna rest your soul easily. You know, which He may, whatever God you believe in, He may. But at the same time, you're not contributing to anything. Exactly. And so I think, you know, at least knowing and bringing more, like, okay, here's what's happening in Libya, right? I think mm-hmm. talking about that, that's more important. Talking about how a big storm in Japan is about to hit. You know, I think that's interesting instead of saying, oh, look, cool storm in Japan. It's really big, but it's turning the skies yellow, which is giving me a lot of JoJo vibes. You know, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. You got to talk about the serious things before you talk about the lighthearted things. Exactly. Again, I understand you're trying to get more, like the positive side out of something negative, but that's not going to work very well if you only point out the positive in a bunch of negative situations. For instance, in a suicide, like, okay, let's say this kid's bullied me, right? Or this kid bullies a bunch of kids in our school, and then said person kills himself. And you start joking, saying, hey, you're retarded anymore. Haha, <laughs> all's well that ends well. No, she just killed herself. That's, exactly. You should... Maybe you might not have liked that person, but you should still bring to the bring light to the fact that again, this is a very sad moment, and it shouldn't have happened. You know. And that's what that's my criticism toward Thirteen Reasons Why, because Netflix is making money off of stuff that actually happens, and they're not even telling anyone real story. And right. the executive producers and everything, they try to act like they're trying to start a conversation or whatever. But really, I feel like that's just making us sadder. Like, I specifically remember watching 13 Reasons Why in ninth grade and just being, like, so sad. Because, like, 
I knew this stuff was going on, and it would, it just seemed so normal to everyone. And that just like I I feel like that show honestly scarred me in a way. Like all the scenes and stuff on there, not a lot of people are ready for that. And then they started to try to add the like disclaimer at the beginning of the season, and it's like that's not doing anything for anyone. What you need to do is you need to tell someone a real story. You need to explain why it happened. You need to try to put a stop to whatever caused it, you know? Right. Like, again, I just started, like, I just started watching 13 Reasons Why, like, last month. Uh, I couldn't get past, like, episode, like, maybe four. Because it's just, it's, it's actually so fucked up. pretty bad. Yeah, like, it's so fucked up. It's not that I'm too sensitive. It's just that you see it, and it's just okay. Hey guys, um, I'm Hannah Baker, and I just made a little puzzle out of me killing myself. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you're using your own death as a revenge tactic. It makes her out to be a bad person, even though people who are in that situation need to feel like it's not their fault. Right, and it's not even like a revenge tactic overall. It's just like a diss track that drops post mortem that doesn't actually do anything. You're first off, you're keeping a lot of information from the police, which should be turned in mm-hmm. because it could help determine. Oh, this is why she killed herself. But also, it's like, oh, okay. Anyway, it's also like, hey, um. So, basically, I'm going to kill myself. But before I kill myself, since I've been thinking about this a lot, I'm going to record a bunch of things that give barely any insight to the story. So, I want you to walk around and find out the story for yourself, dear viewer. It's a choose-your-own-adventure story that's crazy. And I have 1,000 people involved who know about the story and the game Mm -hmm. that are all keeping it from police. And it's like, yo, that's kind of stupid i if i ever kill myself i'm entirely sure i wouldn't have it be a whole arg you know Mm -hmm. and what pisses me off even more about it is that like they didn't even acknowledge that what hannah did was wrong until the end of season two i mean that's a long time to not talk about how suicide is bad that's literally a year and like you can't even guarantee that the people who watch season one will watch season two. So you basically just like fucked up a bunch of people, and then later you you like offered an explanation to why you fucked them up, and it, it wasn't even really an explanation. It was more like, "Hey, this is wrong. Don't do that." But we're also trying to get you just to change by depression, right? Um, well, we're gonna end soon. It's literally really early mm-hmm. in the morning. So, before we cut this off, is there any last words you guys want to say? Um, be happier, dude. Live your life. Don't don't um live according to what somebody else told you to be. And I know that sounds cheesy as fuck, but like, I feel like kids these. We, we're living negatively according to what somebody else told us to be like we're depressed because somebody told us to be and we're 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 we have anxiety because someone told us to be so like literally if you have shit to deal with deal with that shit 
and otherwise be happy because we're only kids for a certain amount of time and we're gonna have to deal with shit after after this so 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 yeah be responsible with yourself karina if you have a problem no matter like how big how small if you can deal with it then don't worry if you can't deal with it and it's not in your control don't worry because worrying is just going to take up your time um, when you could be using that time to try to solve the problem or come to terms with it. And nobody likes worrying. So um, if you just compartmentalize and accept it or solve it, if you can, and you're, to your best ability, you'll feel a lot better. All right, well, my closing words, you guys pretty much said everything. So um, I'm going to move on to an unrelated topic. The industry for 2D animators and just artists overall is really messed up. And I think that we as society need to get more jobs for people like this who need, who want to, you know, get more jobs, you know? Like, there's a lot of vision that people have that they don't speak up about because, you know, they might not have the talent to do art. I'm learning how to draw right now, and albeit it's going slowly, I'm still trying to organize things with my friends so we can collaborate and have our minds together. And, like, just do something that eventually, that not even eventually, that essentially just captures our both of our will and creativity into one big project. So again, where there's a will, there's a way. Don't go to college for art because that's a lot of debt for nothing. Um, instead, just find it. Just find your way. Around. Take a couple of classes on the side. There are websites that have textbooks for free. Do not buy any textbooks for college. There, again, there are websites that have textbooks and full editions for free, and I doubt that you will even use the textbooks in your classes. Um, this has been No Idea, episode two, with our guest star, guest star, You Lost Your Car Keys, also known as Karina. And thank you for listening to anybody who has. Thank y'all. 